All right, you guys ready to start? Yeah. Me, 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 me. La, 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 la. Ba. <laughs> Go. Uh, I feel like I have not listened to... Come on. I haven't, I haven't listened to... Uh, Events in a long time. I, I used to listen behind. to it like every weekend. Me too. I'm way behind. Yeah, I haven't heard Doctor well. Bill and, and Mr. Spataro in a while. But all right, let's do it. Howdy, and welcome to episode 16 of Cast Protection. Cast Protection is a podcast that discusses the Netflix original series Stranger Things. My name is Jonathan Kreitz, and I am joined by Dave Atterbury. Hello, friends. And Chris Tyler. Hey, guys. You can reach us at castprotection at gmail.com, at, at castprotection on Twitter, and on Facebook. You can also uh, you can also leave us a review on iTunes. We did actually get some feedback from one of our podcasting godfathers this week, uh, from Dr. Bill Robinson. And Chris, I think I think you've got that pulled up there. Yeah, so uh, on my uh, Facebook Messenger app, I got a uh, couple of texts from Bill Robinson, Dr. Bill Robinson, and... Uh, this is what he had to say. I'm slipping in my old age. I just realized Jim Hopper in Stranger Things has the same name as the army guy and predator that Arnold goes looking for and theoretically could be the same person. Maybe. The timeline could match up. If you guys mentioned this on the podcast, I must have missed it. We did not. So I made sure to tell Bill it was a great point and that we would bring it up. And uh, he says, uh, I don't know what happened to Jim at the end of the season because he had, hadn't quite caught, caught up yet. Uh, assuming he'll be there next time, speaking of Season 2. I know it may not match up for him to suddenly become an Army captain, but maybe in the past he was in the Army, retired, and now joins back up and then gets killed in the jungles. Uh, well, in this episode that we're going to talk about, there's a big box labeled Vietnam, so uh, it is possible. That's a great point, yeah. Bill. Thank you yeah. for bringing that up. And I forgot to mention the last time um, that uh, when, <laughs> when they're dancing to Jim Croce, don't mess around with Jim, that's Jim's name. I totally went by me the last time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, right. I don't know. I definitely didn't point that out either. But yeah, it's. I'm sure that's his favorite track on that album. Oh yeah. Sometimes light dawns on Marblehead. Just right. Not on <laughs> so I just did a quick Google search for Jim Hopper Predator. And I guess there is a Xenopedia, the Alien vs. Predator Wikipedia. And yes, yeah. Captain Jim Hopper was a commander of U.S. Army Special Forces Green Beret Unit, dispatched to Valverde to rescue several CIA agents whose helicopter had been shot down by guerrillas. This mission ended in tragedy when the team was ambushed and slain by a predator. Spoiler alert for Predator. But there's all these details. Like, he has a whole biography here. Wow. On the article, but I guess uh, the source is the Predator novelization from 1987. But basically, Dutch, which is Schwarzenegger's character, and Hopper were friends in boot camp. They served in Malaysia together in the late 70s, and Hopper risked his own safety to evacuate Dutch from the combat zone. And uh, they fell out of contact sometime after that, so that was 1979. Okay. So you never know. You yeah. never know. <laughs> Yeah. So, and there's a gruesome picture. I don't recall this of uh, the skinned body, splayed body from the movie. So well, they, that's they great. Find the bodies in the trees only. only <laughs> well, they like do, but it's like a close-up of his face. I'm like, uh, maybe they zoomed in on a Blu-ray. That's possible too. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, thanks, Doctor Bill. That's that's uh, 
I love those little connections. I mean, it's probably total happenstance, but there's so much pop culture stuff in Stranger Things that it also, you know, could have been a purposeful, you know, naming choice. I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, are you guys ready to talk about Chapter 4? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Well, I'm just going to give our give a little spoiler warning. Um, you know, if you haven't watched this yet, uh, I would definitely watch it before we continue with the discussion. But here we go. So we open on a quiet shot of the middle school driveway and its school zone speed limit sign as Joyce rallies through in her. It is a Gremlin, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm not great with older cars, but Gremlin. It's some sort of hatchback. She dashes inside and hears the kids searching for Will. Lucas and Mike have found him in the field, and he is totally unresponsive. As Joyce and the kids shout to try and wake him, we get several quick cuts to what Will is experiencing in the Upside Down as a shadow monster is filling him up, for lack of a better term. Yeah. When, it, when it is finished, Will snaps awake, and we cut to the credits. So in the episode proper, Joyce takes Will home and tries to get him to describe what happened. He says he doesn't remember anything until she... Uh, confronts him with her sketch from the video and his drawing. Then he tells her that he felt whatever it was, the shadow monster, everywhere, and that it is still with him. Joyce promises to fix this once and for all. So Elle returns to the cabin at night, and Hopper is waiting. He's pissed. He wants to know where she went and who could have seen her. She is not contrite at all, and they have a major fight, and it ends when Elle uses her powers to blow out every window in the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that same evening, Jonathan returns home to find Joyce and Will asleep. He softly closes the door to Will's bedroom, and the viewer can see, and Jonathan can't, that Will's eyes are, like, fluttering rapidly in his sleep, not too dissimilar to almost how he looked in the field. Mm-hmm. The next morning, Jonathan, or, uh, sorry, Nancy lies to her mom and says that she's having a girl's night when she really is enacting her plan with Jonathan. He picks her up uh, in the driveway, and they are on their way. So Joyce is trying to get a hold of Hopper at the station, but he is not available. Will wakes up, but says that he feels weird, like he's not really awake. She takes his temperature, and it's not a fever. He's surprisingly cold. So she goes to pull him a bath. Uh, Before school, Dustin feeds Dart, three musketeer bar, of course. And when he gets to school, he finds the other kids digging through the dumpster to find Dart. In class, Mr. Clark explains that all organisms have a reaction to danger. This is voiced over scenes of Will approaching the bath. He is trembling and pouring sweat. So, you know, she just took his temperature and he's cold, but he's pouring sweat. Something is very wrong. Joyce continues to leave messages for Hopper when Will comes and says, the bath is too hot. When Joyce says it needs to be warm to get his temperature back up, he says no in a commanding tone. Joyce is surprised, to which Will responds, he likes it cold. Oh, so creepy. That was uh, like mm-hmm. in rewatching it, you know, I I thought I don't think I kind of got you know the exact same reaction, but on the in, the initial time I was watching, I was like, oh dang, we're going like to Omen territory here with the creepy, you know, creepy children actors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Spooky. So Hopper is too busy to answer his messages because he is still at the cabin trying to fix all the damage that L caused the night before. As he goes to leave, he begins what sounds like an apology before pivoting to this place better be cleaned up when I get home. And when he gets to his truck, he hears Flo on the radio. She tells him that Joyce is called eight times that morning. Please deal with her. Back at the high school, we're on the court, 
as Billy is still eating Steve's lunch of basketball. <laughs> after beating him after beating him for a bucket, he gives Steve some advice. And as they are showering, Billy and what's the freckled kid's name? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I should. I meant to look that Douche, up. Douchebag. Yeah, they haven't made a pop for him, so I don't know who it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they let Steve know that Nancy skipped town with Jonathan the day before, and they haven't been seen since. Billy tells Steve not to sweat it. We cut to Jonathan and Nancy in the park, and whomever they are meeting is late. And as they look around, they realize there are several people in the park watching them. They get spooked and try to leave, but are stopped by four people we assume are from Hawkins' lab. Hopper pulls up to the buyer's house, and the door is standing open. Joyce says to leave it open, even though it is freezing out. Will is sitting in front of an open window with no shirt. Hopper speaks to him, trying to understand what has happened. Uh, Will says what he feels is like memories, but he can't explain it in words. He says it feels like it is spreading, which uh, makes Hopper's ears perk up. Joyce wonders if they, he could draw it for them. If he can't explain it, maybe he could draw it for them. Mike tries to call the house, but can't get them to pick up. He calls a party-only meeting, sorry, Max, and they make a plan to help Will. Mike will go to Will's house while the rest of them try and find Dart. Elle begins to clean up the cabin and finds a trap door to the cellar. Once down there, she, she finds Hop's files and one of the boxes labeled Hawkins Lab. Jonathan and Nancy are actually now prisoners of the laboratory. Dr. Owens comes in and tries to smooth things over by admitting that they had made mistakes, but the people who had made them are gone now. He even shows them the gate and explains why the truth cannot come to light about what happened there. Will is in some sort of automatic drawing state, almost like a medium. Hop and Joyce thinks it looks just like scribbles. That is until Joyce realizes that they all connect. They lay out these drawings, but it still means nothing to them, and Hop realizes uh, whatever it is is spreading just like the rot. After school, Max is hurt about how they treated her, but Billy doesn't like that Max was talking to Lucas at all. He tells her in no uncertain words to stay away from Lucas. Hop arrives at the pumpkin patch from the previous episode and begins to dig. Elle continues to read the Hawkins files and finds one on Terry Ives. She realizes it is her mother. She puts her blindfold on and without the aid of electronics or a deprivation tank, reaches out and finds Terry, and when she sees her in her mindscape, she knows she is alive. She does use the uh, static on the radio for that, actually. Oh, did she really? Yeah. yeah. I missed that. Sorry. That's right. She actually was like, she tuned it in or something, or like she turned it on? I, I guess I she missed that. She turned the radio on and then turned it in between two stations, so it was just... Yeah, she's got to go to the blank, the blank yeah. channel. So, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what happens with the TV in the next episode as well. Um, Jonathan and Nancy are released. Oh, sorry. Mark, Mike arrives at Will's and gets Joyce to let him in because he mentions the shadow monster. Jonathan and Nancy are released from the lab, and as they drive away, Nancy reveals that she had recorded the entire conversation with Owens. She is convinced that they should use it. At Dustin's, Muse is missing. Dustin goes in his room, and Dart has busted out of the terrarium, leaving a molted skin behind. In the corner of the room, Dart is happily munching away on the carcass of the family cat. <laughs> As the sun sets, Hop keeps digging. He finally hits some putrid vines, smashes his way through. As he lowers himself down into the tunnel, he recognizes it as an extension of the Upside Down, and that is the end of Chapter 4. So, yeah. yeah, it's good. good. Yeah, it was a good episode. <laughs> well, yeah, I almost said that uh, beforehand. Is like this one... 
you know, there's plenty to talk about, but it was just like all steam ahead on all the plots. You know, it's just very, let's, you know, things really accelerate, I feel like, on a lot of different fronts. Well, and, and it really has that kind of ending where it's like almost impossible to not watch one more episode. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I said I'm already mostly d- done with the notes for the next episode because as soon oh, yeah. as it ended, I was like, okay. I was, I was watching yeah. it work and it, it started auto playing the next episode and I had to like, uh, like I had to like stop so that I would <laughs> wait till I could take notes and stuff, but yeah. So I guess the, the, the big thing here is, um, not really leaving that, uh, mystery about Eleven's mom lying around too long, huh? No, <laughs> no, no. Thank no. God. I, I did not think that they were going to come back to it, honestly. Like, I kind of thought that, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of thought they kind of found that, she, you know, found her in the first season and that she was, you know, a vegetable and, you know, and that that was kind of, they kind of figured out all they needed to know. And I just, I just didn't really see them coming back to it. So I was kind of surprised when they did. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I really like the show. It, it And I always yeah. say it, it's, it does set up those mysteries and it's usually pretty good about resolving them. If you, even if it's not a long right. wait, it's still, it's satisfying when the, they do give those resolutions to things. I mean, because it would have been very easy to, you could have not put a trap door in the cabin and not had any of that stuff there. I mean, right, you know, right. So it's it's all just fuel for <laughs> where Eleven's going next. Well, yeah. and we don't. I mean, and she doesn't actually she doesn't actually find her mom yet in this one. I mean, for all we know, at this point, she's still just you know she's looking at the same files that Hop and them saw last month until like you said or like we said earlier she reaches out and sees that she's still alive out there somewhere so yeah no it was it was and i actually thought that was i don't know i thought it was a really cool way for her to use her powers um well yeah and it was funny because i remember the first time i saw the episode i thought for sure it was just going to be you know hop was going to come home and they were going to fight some more you know yeah oh yeah she she was going to confront him with it i didn't expect it to go exactly in the direction it was going to go and and i like that like christian like i like when when i can't predict exactly where they're going to go narratively there's you know yeah it's the writing is good enough that yeah yeah this season definitely takes a a brief detour to someplace that you wouldn't expect right right well and let's i mean that's a good segue to their fight i mean that's kind of the main thing that happens, you know, in terms of the storyline here. It's the breaking of their relationship and their fight's pretty intense. And it's oh, been yeah. building. You could tell where it was going the last couple of, I even think last episode, maybe Chris, you said something along the lines of like, well, she might as well be back at the lab. Well, she says that in this episode. You're just like Papa. You know, he's basically oh, yeah. for her own protection and for her own good, but still you know, he's basically keeping her prisoner in a cabin in the middle of nowhere with the blinds drawn and, right. you know what I mean? Like, just, you know, might as well be a prison, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, oh, it's yeah. one of those things where he's doing the only thing that he knows to do and not yeah. realizing that he's dealing with the most powerful, you know, 12-year-old on the planet. <laughs> you right. know, it's just... Right, right. 
Yeah. And, well, and, 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 and as a hopper living with his own 11 in the house, um, you know, <laughs> it's not far from that. Like, you know what I mean? So, you know, and, uh, and, and it sucks. Cause you know, like I, I had like, and I guess that's one of the things I, that storyline resonates with me because like as a dad, I would just as soon lock her up in the cabin too. <laughs> like, oh, you know what I mean? Because like, you know, like, uh, yeah, the, you know, I mean, yeah. Oh, well, neither, neither one of them is going to budge. Uh, right. Know, right. It's, yeah. It's, well, it's not going to happen. Well, they're, I thought that, I thought that while they're arguing, they're too similar. They're too similar in their personalities. They just, yeah. neither one of them backs down. They just keep escalating. No one deescalates the situation. No one, no, you know, nobody like is the first to be like the humble one. Right. Know, right. Right. Isn't it yeah. interesting though that, Hopper's solution to to stop everything is the oldest trick in the book: no TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. He goes right to the parent playbook. I had to pull it out today. My youngest got suspended for fighting today, oh, and geez. I literally, I literally had to do the exact same speech. I was like, no TV, no electronics. <laughs> like, I was just like, I mean, I literally, you know, because it's basically all you have is just to take away and then, you know, hope that that works, but. You know, it's interesting because, like, in the show, like, you, you can't keep Elle locked up. She's a super being, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and, and ultimately, you can't keep your kids locked up either because it's, like, as much as you try, they're going to go out and get in the world no matter what you do. Sure, sure. And so, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting. Like, the when, when she threw that book at him, you know, and the look on his face, it was like, I think, you know, I don't think it was until that moment he kind of remembered, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> she's killing with her mind, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, well, and it, I mean, just his initial like, kind of like, like hand in the face. Heats is really good. He's a really good actor for one. But his like yeah. hand in the face frustration, almost like I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. kind of feeling. I just think he's he does a really good job in that and that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they both do, and, and yeah. the acting on this is top notch. Still. Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. And speaking of that, uh, it, the kid who plays uh, Will, man, he's. I mentioned it before. Oh. It's like he's he's got a lot of heavy lifting to do this season. You had said that before, and I and I was thinking because it was probably more fresh in my mind the last like two episodes or so. But you're right. This this episode is like you know almost like a tour de force for him. I mean, he's really, he's you know he. It's so fun. There's even a distinction between when he comes home from school before he goes to sleep that night and how he is the next day. You know, like yeah. he he played it two different ways. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, he's real spooky. That when he he likes it cold, like he just like. He just yeah. turns into somebody else for for one sentence, you know. Well, he's almost and, yeah. He's like channeling. I mean, that's yeah. And I and I and I couldn't figure. Out, I know I've I don't know if it was in a Hellboy comic or something. There's some term for that where uh, like in the occult where a medium, you know, mm-hmm. will like write something or draw something that is being right. directed to them some way somehow. But that's what yeah. it's like for him. It's like totally like robotic. Like he's just. Mm-hmm. Like a machine cranking out the drawings, you know. Right. It's very creepy. Yeah, and I think they. I, I was watching it, and I and I kept thinking. I, I feel like they they maybe like sped the frames up just a smidge 
too, like when he was drawing, because he's drawing oh, yeah. like super fast. Right. And there's right. like one shot where they're like, I'm like, I feel like they kind of like cranked like, a little bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah just just yeah. a little bit. So he's like, so he's coloring just a little smidgen beyond what a kid should be able to color. Right. You know, beyond the fact that all his all his scribblings magically line up, you know, which <laughs> you know, is the next level. But um, yeah, that was really it was really interesting to see that whole kind of thing kind of play out, and and and, and it was interesting that they were able to revisit, like, you know, kind of a similar I don't like how situation, but like. Something that felt very similar to like the letters on the wall. Oh, this is no, the lights. That, that's that two point for sure. Right, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. but not have that feeling of like we're just rehashing something. You know, it was a good callback without being just derivative. You know. What I yeah, mean? well, I mean, because it involved way more people, it wasn't. But yeah, but what remind yeah. what more reminded me of that in a way was Joyce on her own figuring out the whole video thing last last episode. Yeah, because uh, she that was kind of just her. But yeah, this this is very very similar to that, especially because she ends up putting it all over the house, and mm-hmm. it's more like the Christmas lights, not the letters on the wall so much, but the Christmas lights when she puts the lights like all yeah. over the house, you know? Right, right. Um, that was one thing. I'm like, well, I guess maybe it makes sense to them as they're seeing it come out. Maybe he's doing them in order, you know? So they just kind of yeah. lay them out in order as they come out. Because I'm like, how in the world could they could they piece this all together, you know? But uh, you just kind of roll with it. I feel so bad yeah. for whoever the production design people were, because you know they had to sit down with crayons and Dude. do that whole thing. <laughs> Dude, and not only that, like keep it looking like all put together as they shot a whole television show in it, you know? Because they come right. back to the house later in the season, so oh, yeah. yeah, no, that would be sorry. Um. Yeah, so when <laughs> Eleven and Hop were fighting, uh, <laughs> just because the last one we had watched before the season started was Firestarter, I was wondering if she was just gonna, you know, burn the place down. I mean, <laughs> right? It, it had that. It had that kind of feel. Like, how far is she gonna go? You know, she obviously wasn't trying to hurt him, but she was also kind of putting him in his place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and she blows out like all the windows. Oh yeah. You know? At that one yeah. point when she starts to lose her temper, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think that was, you know, I don't think that was as consciously controlled as like the book throw or the door slams. Like that sure. was just pure energy coming off of her. Well, and it like blows Hopper's hair up. So you're like, man. Right. This is, yeah. uh, that intense. was a good, that was a really good effect. Like they really, oh, yeah. yeah, the way they did that was really good. Yeah. Sure. yeah and, uh, I made a note here too. Uh, uh, I feel like Mr. Clark doesn't quite have the same role this season that he did the first season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's almost been just rele- relegated to a few classroom scenes that, you know, the, the last episode it had the story of the guy with a railroad spike through his head and how he's never the same. And you can kind of say how they all are never the same from their events of the previous season, but especially Will's not the same, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but this one, he's talking about kind of like what fight or flight or, Mm-hmm. You know, defensive reactions and and oh, it's a great scene. The way it they, is, it's the way they cut it. Yeah. yeah, they cut it together is really nice. Yeah, no, yeah. Even though he doesn't get as much screen time overall, the way he, they actually use him very effectively, which I like that he didn't, you know, just didn't disappear. The you know, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I I had made a small note here too that um, over the Christmas break, just one day. 
I was, I don't know, doing something in the room and I put on the TV and watched, um, the pilot to Halting Catch Fire, which is a now like, it's, I think it's over now, but it was a show on AMC. You know, mm-hmm. it's a serious drama, but it's yeah. about the Texas Silicon Prairie in the early eighties where outside of Dallas and Fort Worth, there was a whole bunch of tech startup companies on the personal computing boom. Anyhow, it's really good, but the actor that plays Mr. Clark is one of the engineers on the show, and he's like a really, really, really like, you know, way down the line. And he has like maybe two or three lines in the whole season, probably. <laughs> but he's in lots of scenes, you know, just yeah, standing around the you know workstation as they're trying to put stuff together. Um, but it was cool. I had not seen him in anything else, and I was like, whoa, it's Mr. Clark, and he's still nerdy, you know? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how to channel his inner nerd. Yeah. Well, and then that show, he had like awesome, like 1982, like big mustache, uh, kind of longer hair. Yeah. <laughs> Real oh, good. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, and I, and I mean, not that Hopper and L are too much alike, neither wants to budge. I mean, that's their, yeah. their kind of arc through the season is, it's almost like, it's very similar to Hop's arc in the first season, you know, and it's all really related to the loss of his daughter. Yeah. And it, like, it's just, uh, this is very similar to it in some ways, how they, how they kind of get separated here and then, you know, come back together towards the end. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, so how about Billy in this episode? <laughs> Dude, Billy. I would not want to be in a high school like locker room shower with that dude set up. Oh, that dude. Well, no. Yeah, I mean, Billy, Billy's got to be Billy. Billy is something, man. Uh, He's uh. Gosh. Sometimes the there's no mystical bad guy. Sometimes it's just a really, really terrible, terrible person. person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean. I, I can't tell if he's just like next level trolling Steve because after he after he like blows past him on the basketball court, he actually gives him a tip like, "Do you set your feet?" You know that's why you couldn't keep up with me. And then, you know, when his friend from season when Steve's friend from season one is like, "Oh, Nancy's gone with the freak's brother," you know, yeah. he's like, "Don't worry, there's always there's more fish in the sea or whatever he says. He says something like that. There's more girls." Yeah. It's well, like says, I'll be sure, to, and then he follows it up by "I'll be sure to leave a few for you." Right, <laughs> yeah. right. No, he's, right. he's no, he's not no. being nice to Steve. Everything is no, I think so. everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think he wants Steve as another toady, because like in, in all the purposes, like Steve should be his friend, but he has to dethrone Steve first. You know, Steve would have been his friend last year, not anymore. Right. Well, right. that's that's what we know. You know, he doesn't know that obviously, but that's yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 yeah. It's the, you, know, you might as well just get out a ruler and be like, okay, now we're just gonna measure him. See who's <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, like it's relentless with that guy. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> it, it is. It that cool. whole basketball into the locker room scene. It's like, dude. Yeah. This is this is some next level bullying right here. Right. <sighs> High school. I know oh, it's yeah. awesome. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so 
Do you did, did either of y'all think that Dr. Owen went a little far when Jonathan and Nancy go to visit, or do you think that's just what he needed to say to them to kind of cut him off of the pass, you know, kind of? I think it was one of those. I, I think that's exactly what it was. These they're, they're kids. They're still teenagers, mm-hmm. and so they're still going to be, you know, impetuous yeah. and not always think. So, I mean, how do you get through to somebody like that? You have to show them the absolute extreme of of what's going on. Just saying, hey, don't do this is not going to be enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, showing them the, the depth and breadth of crap that he has to deal with and what the whole lab has to deal with now because of people that they weren't involved with, that were there before them, that they have to clean everything up. It's – Yeah. It's, you have to. I mean it, – but it's you know, interesting because, like, it, it's pretty menacing, though. Like, uh, Well, you know, you know? What, what are you going to remember more? A little bit of menace or the, hey, you guys really shouldn't do this because uh, this stuff down right, in the basement. Right, right. Yeah. He, he still had to be authoritarian about it. Yeah, he was using his authority for sure. But, yeah, that line where he's like, I have to stop this truth from spreading. Just like this, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, ew. You know. When he when he basically implies like you know I may kill you <laughs> if I have yeah, to I don't think he would do that but uh, I don't think you well yeah it's hard to say but yeah it was, well and that was like the worst possible thing he could have said to Nancy at that point you know right right like yeah. he he doesn't know that but that's literally the word you know that we've got to keep the truth hidden. Is oh, yeah. the She's exact wrong thing for her to hear at that moment. Yeah, yeah. He's he's right, but yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's yeah. right about all the the ramifications of what could happen if that knowledge gets out to the larger world. Um, but yeah, she, but her yeah her immediate response is we need to burn that lab down basically. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah. yeah, I know it was funny like when they the first time I saw the episode I remember when they were sitting in the car and the guys like tapping on the glass. Yeah, and he's like, "You sure you don't need that, right?" I, I was like, I was just waiting for Nancy to just like pull that gun out of the glove compartment. <laughs> like, I was just like, "Oh man, is this about to go down here?" Like, right. <laughs> so, so refresh my memory because it's been a while. Who had they called? Uh, that Barbara's mother, right? Yeah, right. But why didn't her mom actually show up there? Did she give her? Like, uh, so initially in this episode, I for I couldn't I thought uh, it was Barbara's mom, but I couldn't recall. Oh, is it like, somebody from a newspaper? I can't honestly don't remember. I think no, she called. No. I think they called Barbara's no, mom, and no, it shows the mom. Hawkins lab people listening. Oh, that's in. right. Yeah, she's yeah, the voice and she said like meet us meet us at the park. You know, right. like they, they, were, they were supposed to meet there, and I, I think, I think Jonathan and Nancy went early on purpose to get caught by those people on purpose before. Barb's mom even showed up. I think I think they knew they'd be intercepted, so they just because they were sitting there looking like there's a guy talking to himself. Like they knew that they were. Well, yeah, they're like, oh, it's they're 15 minutes late, you know. And then I'm like, well, maybe. And then I was like, my initial reaction was like, are they supposed to be meeting Murray? And he has already like picked out that they're totally covered by no. feds, and so he never, you know, he just bails. But no, that's not the case. He de- she definitely called the mom. So anyhow, I wasn't 100% clear on that, but they figured out right away. I think it's a bit of a plot thread they left hanging yeah. there a little bit. Yeah. That, you know, they didn't show the shot where five minutes later Barbara's mom 
showed up and was like, huh? right, like, right, <laughs> right. So. Where where they go? Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, their their story is just a very interesting. I don't know, kind of mission for them. But it's good because I feel like they did a good job with those characters in the first season of kind of giving them their own story and their own way of being involved in this, that they weren't part of the little D&D party. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they kind of continue that well in the season, you know, by giving them this mission to avenge Barb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So R.I.P. Muse. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. She's Which never gonna eat that. I wrote the meow mix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. Yeah, Worm never gonna get that meow mix. No, so sad. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, and that was when that was when if there had been any question before, when everyone would have been like, "Oh crap!" You know, it's not a polywog. It's a demogorgon dog, I guess, or puppy or right. something. Oh, we're going to uh, to Demogorgon dogs soon enough. Yep, yep. Ooh. Well, this is where you first see the the star-shaped, flower-shaped yep. mouth, you know, yeah. and you realize what's going on. And, uh, yeah, it's just hilarious the way he's just, like, happily munching on the cat in the corner of the room when he walks over there. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible, but it uh, kind of makes you laugh a little bit. Oh no, it's like a it's like Gremlins level humor for sure. It's yeah. a very black humor, but still, it, it was. Oh yeah. Dustin's yeah. story is is really good in that way. Um, yeah. and then my my last note there, I guess, was just that I got a very Well of Souls vibe from Hop uh, digging in the field as the sun went down. He even has the cool hat like Indy. That is true. Um, that is yeah. true. Yeah. The uh, that tilted angle of the the low angle shot though. Um, was totally Evil Dead Two to me. Oh like, yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah. that's yep, yeah, that's a, that's a shot of Ash. <laughs> you could put Ash right there. Well, and I thought this episode. I don't feel like I necessarily noticed a ton about the direction in the previous episodes. I thought this one had a several cool shots like that though. Like mm-hmm. even with Hopper walking in slow motion with like the shovel over his shoulder and like I just thought it was there was a couple moments in this episode that were noticeable to me like ooh, I, I appreciated the direction i guess um oh yeah well, some of the that... scenes with will even like just the the one of him sitting in front of the open window as they're like actively freezing and he's sitting in front of a window and you yep. can see the cold breeze blowing through the curtain and he's just sitting there without his shirt on the yep. blank stare i'm like this is a very yeah. oh yeah very go go back to the comic-con trailer and there's actually a a good amount that comes from this episode in particular. Okay. That that shot you were just talking about and the and the and the final shot where it's spinning upside down. Oh, that's such in the a cool tunnel. shot. Yeah. Yeah, which was one of the signature shots of that trailer. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, and I think I I saw an article that somebody else kind of had their like list of the top trailers of the year and they put that one as like the best trailer of the year. And and I thinking back, I, I think I have to agree. Like once you've seen this whole, and then you go go back and watch the Comic Con trailer, and realize like just how good it was at like capturing the essence without giving anything away, and and just being like a really great, amazing, dynamic trailer with different shots and the music and everything. Like 
Yeah. And that shot was one of my favorites, the one where it's spinning around. Because, like, if you go back to that trailer, that's when they kind of kick the music in, when Thriller kind of really starts to, like, <laughs> kick in, is, is on that spinning shot of Hopper in the tunnel, you know? Well, which, it, which, if you think about it, like, that's the moment in the whole season kind of flips, when you realize, oh, shit, well, the upside down is out. Yeah, basically right. the halfway I mean? point of the season, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Right, and honestly, right. the world spinning upside down could be the cheesiest, with doing it with the camera could be the cheesiest cliche right. ever. It, right. it really could. Like in the the remake of um of Get Carter with Stallone, the, mm-hmm. literally when his world turns upside down, they do the same thing with the camera. And it's super cheesy. It's not cheesy in this. No, no. no. Well, it's because it almost that... makes you wonder: Is he dropped down in that tunnel? You know, is it the camera? I mean, it's a camera move, but is it like he's now upside down because he's in a different dimension? I mean, yeah, he's literally well, stepping between almost. And they play. Or that it's here. Music. They play that that upside down theme yeah so the minute he drops in you know you hear yeah. that music and you know oh crap like you know there right that's a straight up you know like john williams music move right there where it's like you know you let the music do the work yeah the motif yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh oh yeah love that moment good stuff no that was a great shot which again i know hopper's trying to keep this all on the dl mm-hmm. but w- come on man you're going down in there with no backup, no help, no nothing. Oh yeah, but well, he's a man. Kurt Russell. Yeah, he is. Right. He, he is. He is. He's gonna go. <laughs> he's got to do. What he's got to do. Right. Right. I think he's just too. He's too nervous about anybody seeing anything of what's going on. Oh, that's 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 totally right. I think you're right about that. He's he can't. He's not going to bring his deputies in on this. You know. They can go out and map the spread of this rot because that can be explained as just like some plague on the plants or something like that, you know. Yeah. But this is this is not what he wants to bring them in on. Yeah. So that was a really good episode. Um, yeah, the music, uh, the scoring is really good. I, I would have to rack my brain to think of what in music cues, I guess any like popular music cues there were in this episode. I honestly, I can't pick them off the top of my head. I mean, the, the yeah, let's look them up. There, so I would have yeah. to. Nothing stood out to me like it did on some of the previous episodes, right. though. Probably the best poll is when they, the, oh, it's, I'm blanking on it, but the, there's a pop track they played during the basketball scene. Um, and, and and it was oh, pretty uh, good. Push it to the limit. Yeah, yeah. It just has that complete mid eighties. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Kenny Loggins playing montage, volleyball, Top Gun montage yeah. feel to it. You know. Right. Yeah, there's just, all. Right. It's, it's, I just went online and uh, there's actually very few songs in this. Radio Clash, uh, Push It to the Limit, and The Growing. So mm. it's, there's not much. Oh. Not much in this. It's an appropriate one. appropriate yeah. title for uh, what's going on there at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's actually when Billy and Max talk in the car, so I don't. Oh, I can't even remember yeah. what was playing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have okay. to drop it in. <laughs> yeah, you got it, man. You got it. Cool. Would you guys have anything else for this one? Um. No, I mean this is like yeah. I said, this is the halfway point. So yeah. let's just let's get the the cart for the roller coaster. Pretty much, you know, we're yeah. getting close to the to the apex here for the, before we start barreling through the uh, the mm-hmm. plot threads to the end of the season. Right. Yeah. I know. It'll, yeah. I know. It's funny when you get to the back half, and it, it gets harder 
to to like do separate episodes about uh you know separate episodes <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> they start going together so much oh sure aside sure. from I mean, the the one little not very episodic. episode yeah well we'll get there when we get there but yeah yeah yeah, no, you, they 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 start coming together so much. Usually, like the last couple episodes, you just feel like you're watching a, a movie rather than a series with separate, distinct episodes. Sure. You know? So. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. why we'll, well. That's why we'll pull back the curtain and record double episodes. <laughs> we should. We well, we'll we'll definitely be working on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> ah. <Awesome. laughs> No, this is a good episode. Um, like we said at the top, you can definitely find us on Facebook. We added several people this week to the Facebook group. The more the merrier. Um, yeah. Um, it's fun to see how many people like Stranger Things. I mean, obviously it's a yeah. popular show, but right. um, it's cool to have a little place where you can share the cool Stranger Things mm-hmm. stuff you're into because there's so much of it. Now, I actually picked up, I had it in my hand, but I did not buy it. The Blu-ray VHS uh, set oh. at Target the other day. I tried. My, I tried. My wife was like, like slapped my hand. Like it's on Netflix. Like I know. I know. I, know. I was waiting so long for that thing to come back in stock on Target.com. That was a Christopher uh, birthday, a Christmas present for Christopher. There we go. I can't talk. Oh, there yeah. you go. Nice. Like, no, it's a thing of beauty. Order. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I mean, I and I guess it comes with the poster, maybe. There is a poster. There's a mini poster in there. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Cool. But you can buy other Stranger Things stuff on our Amazon link. Go to TwoTrueFreaks.com and click the link on the left. Go to Amazon, and uh, we get a little kickback from anything that you purchase, yep. and it doesn't cost yep. you anything. It, it, uh, yep. it's, it's nice. Yes. It helps keep the supports, lights on. Yep, supports the whole do. network. So It doesn't it's matter good. what you buy. You don't even have to buy Stranger Things stuff. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> add any expense to what you buy either. No. No, it just yeah. uh, you can buy embarrassing personal items. Nobody will know. Except no, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> nobody will know. I buy lots of boring stuff on it too. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I, I was gonna say you can join <laughs> yeah, that is it. You can join Please. the join the Facebook group That's and good. find uh the show there. You can write us emails, leave us iTunes reviews, but keep them good. And we uh, definitely will see you guys next time for episode five, which is Dig Dug. So we'll get to that one next. All right, guys. Well, definitely appreciate your time. Thanks for a great episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled... T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com 
Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True Freaks. Freaks.